You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we'll be scraping the surface of the news you need to know. So let's get into it. Our headline story this week will be very interesting to anybody that's been following all the news around veterinary consolidation IPOs. Inspire Veterinary Partners has just upped their proposed IPO to $8 million. Founded just in February 2021 by Stith Kaiser, who also serves as the CEO of Blue Heron Consulting, and Kimball Carr, who brings his multi-site experience into the space, Inspire Veterinary Partners is looking to raise several million dollars to fuel and fund additional acquisitions. Based on their SEC filing, Inspire currently operates 13 animal hospitals and veterinary practices across nine different states. Inspire first filed their paperwork with the SEC in April of this year, but just this week they increased the number of shares that they're offering through their IPO. I'll be curious to see where the share price lands at. It's one of the main figures and numbers that people that do acquisitions are looking at because we'll be able then to see what the total EBITDA multiple of Inspire is based on their overall corporate EBITDA because the public market will need to share and show all those figures. As we see that come through, it could additionally set new benchmarks for what NVA and Thrive and other partners could be looking at for potential IPOs and what they'll be doing in the coming years. Another veterinary consolidator making big moves is CityVet out of Dallas, Texas, which is my hometown. They're breaking into the our friends from the north, or in Texas, what we call Oklahoma. CityVet launched their first practice in Oklahoma, and they're going to be opening by year end in Edmond, which is a suburb of Oklahoma City. They also did some rebranding of practices in San Antonio and have been continuing to expand across the southern United States. Trupanion announced this week that more than half of large multi-location veterinary hospital groups in North America take Trupanion as a payment type now. They announced that a series of newly signed agreements that they have partnered with more than 60 of the 100-plus multi-location veterinary groups in North America. Dr. Peter Brown, the president of CaraVet, which is based out of the Pacific Northwest, says we are thrilled to add Trupanion as a preferred payment option for our hospitals. Not only does this benefit Trupanion members and pets, but it's also great for our veterinarians and hospital teams. Everyone can focus on pursuing the best outcomes for pets without worrying about how or if they can pay the bill. Over the past several years, as we've seen the growth of burnout, the economic euthanasia has consistently been a trigger. With this increase and push of insurance by the large consolidators, do you guys think that we'll see a reduction in that trigger? Will consolidation bring on different burnout triggers? Or will we not see the growth of adoption by the pet parents that we've been expecting to see over the past several years? Insurance over in European markets is massive but we still barely break 1% of adoption in the U.S. market. If anyone has new figures or numbers or anyone from Trupanion has figures, let us know. We'd love to report on some new adoption in the space. HelloFresh has launched their new pet food brand, the Pets Table. It's going to start with dog food. They're going to have four different options, which would include fresh, air-dried, mixed, and half of fresh. 
They go into a pretty stiff space, Just Food for Dogs, The Farmer's Dog, Nom Nom, Breed Science, Ollie, Pet Plate, and many others are already into the fresh food space for animals, and particularly for dogs. But HelloFresh does have a unique aspect in that they already have the infrastructure and operations covered. Just Food for Dogs, though, is available on Amazon. And in my favorite of you, they actually staff kiosks in large clinics. So do we think that HelloFresh coming from the human side will be able to break into the pet food market? Or will this be something that we see fizzle out? The Pets Table says, by taking a quick quiz and inputting crucial information about a pet, including their breed, age, weight, activity level, build, and more, the Pets Table is able to calculate the pet's calorie requirements and customize meal plans that best fit their needs. So it doesn't sound like they're going to be utilizing any DVMs to determine the correct food and offer, but they will be able to very closely mirror what the, many of the other online-only providers are offering. From dog food to now looking at feed animals, Sustainability in animal welfare tops concerns in Merck's customer study. Merck Animal Health just unveiled the results of their first ever consumer transparency research study, finding that two-thirds of consumers say transparency in animal protein is extremely or very important to them. Merck plans to tackle this by using a product line called DNA Traceback, where they can utilize each animal's DNA so that they can see where it's been in every stage of the production chain and verify that spot, utilizing the animal's DNA as a barcode. I found it extremely interesting, though, because the reason for transparency in the study was different than what my guess would have been. I thought that the majority of people would look for transparency for environmental impact, but it actually was people looking for more transparency in their proteins based on health and nutrition as the tops of the list. This study comes out just weeks after the University of California Davis released a study showing that lab-grown or cultivated meat, as it's called, has an environmental impact likely to be, and I quote, orders of magnitudes higher than retail beef based on current and near-term production methods. So for everyone that's expecting lab-grown and cultivated products to be the environmental solution, perhaps we're still a ways off from there. Our last two stories are hopefully ones that will warm your heart a bit. First off, Mission Animal Hospital outside of Minneapolis just wrapped up a successful work-study partnership with Cristo Reyes Jesuit High School of Twin Cities. The Minnesota Veterinary Medical Association's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Action Team saw an opportunity to take steps towards increasing the representation and sense of belonging in veterinary medicine, and they connected youth in diverse communities with veterinary practices. The Mission Animal Hospital brought four high school students to participate in a work-study program, and they shared a 40-hour work week throughout the academic year. The students performed duties like taking patient histories, running SNAP tests, entering charges, and vaccines into medical records, and discussing vaccines with clients. Dr. Katherine Nielsen of Mission Animal Hospital said, I think it's important for a practice to have the resources and staff to partner staff members with students. We're all busy, but if staff are unwilling to teach, this will not be successful. The practice must embrace a teaching mindset and staff must be welcoming to new people. When I read that, I kind of thought that that's a good line for not only people looking to bring in students for work study programs, but for anyone looking to help 
and mentor new people that are looking to come into the industry. The Diversify Veterinary Medicine Coalition reports that 90% of veterinarians identify as white. So we're very far away from having a community that comes anywhere near reaching diversity, equity, and inclusion. And major kudos and you know, lots of credit to the Minnesota Veterinary Medical Association, Mission Animal Hospital, and Crystal Reyes Jesuit High School for taking the steps to tackle this. In our final story of the week, Syracuse.com ran a wonderful piece about some major heroes. Five years ago, Janet Dawson Reese and her husband Steve started Seventh Heaven Rescue in Syracuse, New York. In that short time, it, well, I guess, feels short to me. I'm not the one driving all over the country saving dogs, but their team of volunteers has rescued over 1,000 dogs, typically from puppy mills. The group raises about $100,000 a year, and that all goes to the care of the dogs, including all of their medical bills. They've got teams of volunteers that drive all over the country rescuing dogs. One volunteer said over 300 breeders have her phone number. They call her on a short timeline, and Seventh Heaven rushes volunteers to save lives before the puppy mill, unfortunately, looks at cutting their losses. Late night meetups in Cracker Barrel parking lots are the norm for these volunteers. They switch dogs from one vehicle to the next, getting them eventually to volunteer foster homes. Seventh Heaven Rescue is celebrating their fifth anniversary this Saturday at VCA Fairmont in Syracuse, New York. From all of us at the Bird Bath, we just want to say a million, a thousand, a billion thank yous to these volunteers for their work they're doing. I know there's tons of groups like this all over the country that are doing amazing work. We want to highlight you guys. We want to make sure that people know what's happening out there. This is an industry that's built on compassion and caring for animals. And if we can highlight the people that are doing that on the ground, please let us know. We also would love to hear from you about other stories that we should cover. If there's anything that we're missing or that you think we should change, reach out. We'd love to hear and we want to improve the show. For more on these and other stories, join us by subscribing to The Fountain Report. The link is in the bio. And don't miss out on any episodes of The Bird Bath by subscribing and rating the show. For The Bird Bath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week.